third time, the youngest princess ran out to greet him. She clambered onto his back and buried her face in his thick white pelt. They rode like the wind, through day and through night, over great frozen lakes and through dark forests, until the bear called out, Are you afraid? No, whispered the princess. Then you are the one, purred the bear. They rode and they rode until they came to a magnificent castle with white stone turrets and windows like eyes blinking in all directions. Treasures, trophies and lavish tapestries decked the walls and each magnificent room led into another. On a glass table in the centre of one such room sat a small golden bell. You are free to use the castle as you please, the bear said in a low, gentle rumble. If there is anything you wish for, all you need to do is ring the bell. And with that, he stroked her cheek with his paw, then lumbered away. The princess explored the castle until she grew heavy with sleep. When she rang upon the small golden bell, she found herself lying in a great soft bed, covered with a soft pink quilt. Her eyes had hardly closed when she was stirred by the gentle padding of paws. She heard the sound of something soft but heavy falling to the floor, but she was too tired to worry about it. Soon she was fast asleep. And so time passed. Every day the princess found more to delight her in the castle grounds, and every night she heard the gentle padding of paws as she drifted into sleep. Months at days and days at hours, and with only the bear for company, generous though he was, she grew more and more lonely, until one morning she felt so very homesick that she asked the bear to take her back to her family. Not forever, but at least for one week. This can be done, answered the bear, but you must make me a promise. Do not listen to your mother's advice, for if you do, bad luck will befall us both. The princess promised she would do as he asked, and so the bear carried her back through the thickly needled forest to her father's castle. Her family greeted her with such joy, it was as if a hundred summers had come at once. For six days, the princess remembered the bear's advice, and she took care to stay with her sisters so that her mother could not question her too closely. But on the seventh day, the queen took her to one side and asked her how she spent her time, and the princess told her about the magnificent castle and about the strange sound she heard each night in her room as she fell asleep. It is some evil enchantment, whispered the queen. Maybe the bear is really a troll. Then she pressed a candle and a knife into her daughter's hand. The next time you hear a sound, have this knife close and light this candle so that you can see who it is. The queen's words lay heavy with the princess, for she had trusted the bear, but now doubt poisoned her mind. So when the bear came to fetch her and carry her back to his castle, she carried hidden the candle and the knife. And when the bear asked her if she had listened to her mother's advice, she lied and said, No. That night, 
When the princess heard the tread of the soft paddle paws and the sound of something soft and heavy falling to the ground, she lit the candle to see who was there. To her astonishment, it was no troll that she saw, but a young man so beautiful that she trembled with shame, and as she did so, she spilt hot wax from the candle on his shirt. The beautiful young man stared at the princess with such sadness in his eyes that she could not return his gaze. "'What have you done?' he cried. "'Know now the ill luck you have brought upon us both. Had you but waited until a year had passed, the enchantment put upon me by the troll queen would have been broken, and I would have become the prince that I was born to be, and your own true love. But now I must leave you, and travel to a land east of the sun and west of the moon.' and marry the Troll Queen, and you and I shall never again be together. For there is